Good morning. It's Saturday, November the 4th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. And Saturday means a Holy Spirit story. We got a good one today. It's called, On the Brink of a Fail, When People Travail and Jesus Prevails. Our text, as always on Saturday, is Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the great text of the massive overstory. Hear now the word of the Lord. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth the word of the Lord. Now consider this. Today's story comes from David, who wishes to go by his first name alone. Hey, are y'all hearing Lucy back there? Lucy! She is wanting to be a part of today's wake-up call. And uh, a lot of you got to meet Lucy on our fellowship Wake Up Call Fellowship Group, and you got to hear the story of Lucy. In fact, I'll try to include the link to that event if anybody cares to watch it and hear that story and just see what that was about. We're going to do it again sometime. Anyway, David wrote today's story, wishes to go by his first name alone. He writes, when he wrote me, he said, I've greatly enjoyed and been blessed by the Wake Up Call. I feel compelled as an act of obedience to share this story. God has been writing this story for a while, and now it's time to share. I'm a witness. You're going to be challenged and encouraged by this one. The Spirit is going to speak directly to many of you about similar situations in your own life. Prepare to row, R-O-W, B-R, ready. B-O, open, B-W, willing, ready, open, willing. It is such a particular story, and yet its particularity makes it so generally and broadly applicable for us all now. Below, if you're reading, you'll read the story in his own words, and if you listen, you'll hear it in David's own voice, and of course, you're listening now. I've been a small business owner for 30 years. About six years ago, circumstances largely beyond my control caused me to have to lay off my employees and make plans for shutting down. It was financially devastating with harsh consequences. My wife and I were not at peace leaving our obligations unpaid and walking away from commitments we had made, especially to our employees. In our discernment, every option presented seemed to be in violation of our faith except stepping forward taking responsibility, and trusting God. Given our situation, this was not possible until a small group of employees came to me and said they believed in our business and said they would work as long as they could without pay or reduce pay. My wife and I agreed that we would continue forward as long as God made a way. For us, this required setting aside some of our dreams and making significant personal financial sacrifices including continuing to give to our church at the same levels as before, regardless of our income. The math simply doesn't work. We still had two kids in college. 
This seemed foolish by any business measure, and I confess, I really didn't believe we'd last long. But we were confident this was the Holy Spirit's leading. Every few months, we faced what seemed like an impossible mountain to climb, yet God provided what we needed to get through, in the business and at home. A couple of years into this journey, we came to a very large mountain. A deadline was looming, and there seemed to be no path forward. God was very silent. Monday, D-Day, was coming, and I decided it was time to quit and give up. My prayers over the last several weeks had grown more desperate, not that God would end the circumstances, but that He would speak clearly on what we should do. Some way, He would let me know. I couldn't see any way forward. God, do we continue, or is it time to stop? It seems so hopeless. On Saturday morning, I left for the office very early to prepare a communication that would effectively close the business on Monday, setting in motion all kinds of consequences. There would be no turning back. I just couldn't continue without some assurance. On the way, I again desperately prayed for God to speak. As I arrived at the office, my phone buzzed with a WhatsApp message from my daughter. She is a missionary in Central America. My wife and I had visited there about six months before and had asked them to be praying for us. The message said, One of the pastors was praying early this morning. He just texted me a message for you. I'm translating the message and will send shortly, but he says it is very important. It is mostly a scripture you need to read from 1 Samuel 30. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly succeed in the rescue. First Samuel 30, verse 8. I had been desperately asking God for an answer. And wow, I believe this was it. Only the Holy Spirit could do this. The assurance I needed. I'm so thankful for the faithfulness of that pastor. I put away the communication I was writing and stepped forward in faith again without any idea how we could continue. And God delivered us through. I can't really explain it. We are nearing the end of this part of our journey, and it has been hard. Yet our debts, obligations, and commitments, as God promised, will soon be met. I claim this with confidence in the Lord. Most of the employees who took a sacrificial risk allowing us to continue are still with us. Throughout this journey, my wife and I have been able to continue our giving to our church and the ministries we support. Actually, our giving has increased. Today, my relationship with God is much more intimate, and I rely more on the Holy Spirit's guidance in my daily life. I don't want to go back to before. The Holy Spirit has awakened me to see God's story being written all around me, and I want in the game. I pray desperately the Holy Spirit will move in the church, awakening and stirring hearts. And above all, I want to be a faithful follower of Jesus. He is enough. The prayer. Abba Father, thank you for this story of mountain-moving faith. Thank you for this particularity with which you speak. Thank you for the way your Spirit builds perseverance in us through trials and grows patience through waiting and forges trust through risk. 
bring us into deeper places of trust today. Confirm your will and your word and your ways in so many situations in our lives where we're needing to hear from you, Lord. But mostly, give us a heart to risk more than is reasonable and practical on you. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. And the question, do you identify with today's story? Does it cause you to remember such stories of faith in your own life? How is the Holy Spirit assuring you of the will and ways of Jesus in your life right now? And for our song, our hymn today, we're going to sing the the spiritual song called Sanctuary. You know the words. We'll sing it through twice. Unto the Lord. You ready? Holiness unto the Lord. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Amen. Well, it's Saturday, gang. I'm returning today from Wilmore, Kentucky, back to Gillette, Arkansas, praying for safe passage, praying that my travel will not be occasioned by travail. <laughs> Got a big Sunday tomorrow in church here in Gillette. We've got, of course, All Saints Day we'll be celebrating. We'll be celebrating the Lord's Supper. We'll be preaching in Acts chapter 12. All these things are going to come together. I'm going to have to have a shorter sermon than usual. That'll take help from the Lord. You know, the other favorite thing I've got going on on Sundays is I'm teaching the confirmation class. It is a group of, you know, 11, 12, 13-year-olds. Got six. I've got five young women and one young man. And it's been so rich. You know, last Sunday, we just were kind of getting started in it. And we went with Jesus to Caesarea Philippi. And I said to them, I said, you know, guys, confirmation is not who do they say that I am. You know, that's the famous story where Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And they said, you know, some say you're... John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah or one of the prophets, and, and he kind of stopped him. 
and he looked right at him. Stone cold, sober silence. He said, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? I said, guys, that's the whole point of this confirmation class. Who do you say that I am? Jesus is asking you. And the point here, I've so often seen confirmation class as just more information. And I said, guys, this can't be just information. We've got to learn by revelation. You know, you remember Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You remember what Jesus said right back to Peter? He said, blessed are you. He got excited. He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. You shall be called Peter. On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Peter got that not by information, not by knowledge, not by the teaching and training of people. He got it by revelation. And so I just began to encourage my little class. I'm like, guys, let's pray for revelation. Let's pray that the Spirit of God would take us past knowledge and into knowing. This is about knowing Jesus. That's where we are. Pray for us. Pray for our little confirmation class. Pray for confirmation classes everywhere. I feel like we're in need of a new way there. It's just so much in the past just been like, make sure you know the Apostles' Creed and what it, all the stuff in it, and and that's important. But it's revelation. It's when that material, and we say the Apostles' Creed every week, and we, I'm not saying this is either or. I'm just saying we got to come at this from a different place than just like make sure you understand the software agreement that you're saying you're accepting. That's not it. It's this is much deeper and richer and larger. And I'm seeing these kids kind of wake up. I'm starting to see signs of awakening in these kids. They're hungry. And guys, they're getting all sorts. They're getting poison from the world. They're searching for the truth. We need to pray for our young It is a desperate hour for our young. All right. Well, that's that's what I got for you today. And I'll be slowing my way through airports and baggage claims and so forth. You go sow where you're going to sow today. I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.